You're listening to Leadership Library, a collection of leadership conversations from Hinirang Leadership Collective. Hello there. Welcome to Leadership Library. I'm Padme and I'll be your host for tonight. In tonight's episode, we're digging deeper in Loni's book about heroic leadership. In the preceding chapters, 3 and 4, of heroic leadership, Louis brings the reader a step deeper to understand why he likened the Jesuit society to a 450-year-old company. Though naturally a religious in nature and a Catholic sect, he then gives a trivia on how unlikely the pioneers became the founders of this world-renowned successful 16th century companies and organizations. So tonight, once again, we've invited professionals in different fields to share their thoughts and insights about Loni on redefining leadership as we commonly know it. For our first guest, we've invited our serial restaurateur in Davao City, Mr. Jokoy Tabada. Our second guest is a cash management specialist from an internationally renowned bank, Mr. John Gaetano. And we also have our lovely guest from the government sector working as an administrative aide, Camila Mijares. It's great to have you back in Leadership Library. So without further ado, let's discuss some of Loni's points as I've extracted from the book. For our first discussion, Loni emphasized that the success of leadership is not summarized in a resume, as he highlights Loyola's lack of tangible accomplishments. Yet, he in the end became someone who is a leader with a legacy that lived for centuries, being the founder of the Jesuit Society. As an employee from a corporate company in the finance sector, do you think HR should go beyond the resume? as Looney advised, despite the corporate goals and competition, I'd like to ask Mr. Gaetano first. Thank you so much, Pat. So according to Looney, success, uh, the success of leadership should not be measured on a resume. Personally, um, I think that he's very accurate in um, using this idea because um, in the modern world, uh, our accomplishments are based on uh, what we put in our CVs or in our resumes. So basically, CVs or resumes are just um, two pages and you cannot really see the person or see the accomplishments of a person um, within those two pages. Uh, for me or according to Loni, uh, resumes are uh, you make it beautiful, you make it uh, what you have or what are your greatest achievements. But also for Loni, what he said that uh, leadership should not be summarized in a resume is that because for Ignatius, uh, for Ignatius, uh, his accomplishments were more on his experience and not the tangible accomplishments. And I think that this is much more of an impact whenever you hire people because in those experiences that are placed in a uh, resume, you cannot really uh, 
talk to the person or you cannot really see on the resume um, what they learned or what they realized in accomplishing those uh, challenges that they have written in their resumes. For example, uh, you can very much see uh, in a resume uh, what course they graduated from and what year they graduated from, how long it took for them to graduate uh, their chosen course. But without proper realization or self-awareness on how they got to that achievement, that achievement would be nothing. Um, it, uh, it's like what you learned in that journey that you have uh, encountered or in those little situations, even the slightest situations that you have entered, that have entered into your life, what have you realized or what have you gathered significantly throughout those learnings? And um, in our life, we have experienced a lot of failures and a lot of winnings or triumphs in our life. But without um, realizations or without learnings from mistakes or uh, failures in our life, those uh, scenarios wouldn't mean much in our lives. How about you, Mr. Tabada? Can you share us your insight as an employer? Do you think that this point of loneliness, um, of loneliness is applicable and practical when hiring and choosing your top management team? Okay, so in in my experience of being a restaurateur for the past nine years, I've, I've handled so many um, job interviews and a lot of people have passed their resumes to me and I've asked them questions and whatnot. And I'm, I'm the type of guy who looks beyond the CV, you know, I want to know the person more than the degree that they stayed in the CV, more than the school that they're in. Um, so what I do is, you know, I, I get to know them. I just want to see if our values align with each other, if his values are a match with the values of the company. Uh, I start from there. So yeah, I mean, it's really important for for us leaders to, or managers even, to dig deeper into each person passing their resume beyond the credentials that they're putting on paper, because there might be a story that you would that would let you know more about them later on if they tell you about it. Can you share to us how you actually? do loanies ideas during the hiring process um yeah so it in my process uh for me to, to like get there to be able to dig deeper i what i do is i ask them some you know personal and direct questions like if i see something like noteworthy in the resume for example, when I see that he spent like a really short time in one company and then transferred to another, that's something fishy for me. So I have to like dig deeper why he did that. I mean, why is your time in this company so short and then you transferred to another company in like a really short amount of time? Because it could either be a an issue in his loyalty to the management or it could be that a conflict arose and he did not really deal with it so well. So there are a lot of possibilities, that's why I want to ask him and his answers would definitely show me what type of you know, person he is when it comes to working together with him and how it exposes his vulnerabilities and his needs as a team member. And that just gives me like a, a deeper understanding of the potential person to join my team. Will he be someone who is an asset to the team? 
Will he be someone who is um, just a dead weight for the team? Will he be the one who's always complaining? Or will he be the one to encourage people and drive them to the goal that we all want to be at as a team? Oh, yes, I agree. You know, you know what, these questions, it also helps us measure their self-awareness. Yes, yes, definitely. Definitely knowing that someone is self-aware of why he left one company and why he acted that way into a situation and then you know whatever it is that he tells me about himself gives me the clear view of how he is as a person and how he could contribute more than skill to drive the team uh, team's morale up towards that goal that we all want to meet thanks for those insights mr tabada and mr gaetano we're learning all here together, right? Now for our second discussion. Written in page 72 to 73 in Heroic Leadership, Loni Star tells Bernardo de Goa's life, leading the reader to realize that leadership doesn't always equal to recognition. Even during one's lifetime, he redefines a leader's success in the form of a contribution that helps the team to win and how one does not need to make a big, visible, self-aggrandizing to me to be successful. So we would love to hear from you, Miss Mijares, knowing that you're in the government sector. Do you think we can apply this insight with the current way of things and hierarchy in the government? Okay, so good evening once again to all of you. So with regards to your question that um, is it always practical or um, important to really um, recognize or give rewards to those leaders for their successes. I have read a um, quote or from Loney's book on page 92 that which states that leadership is not merely getting the job done, it's how the job is done. And so from that insight, um, in, in every moment or in every opportunity that um, we lead you na pwede ka mag-lead you grab that kasi in my case in my in the public sector um, it is it is relevant because sometimes my supervisor leads me and then vice versa but syempre most of the time um, she leads me for my times then uh, ako ang nag-lead sa kanya if she doesn't know some stuff tapos alam ko so um, I agree with the perspective that it's not always na leadership na kailangan mo siya i-recognize or i-reward because what if in that situation in his time of leadership what if his ways is his ways are wrong what if he does that kasi ang end niya ah, gusto ko ma-recognize so gawin niya ang lahat even though it's not appropriate so what if he's just feeding his ego what if He's just stroking somebody's ego na i-recognize lang siya so that may makuha siya, may makuha sila sa'yo. Kasi it all boils down to your parang self-assessment, self-awareness, and most especially, self-fulfillment. Although, it's good to be recognized in your ways, pero if you are a genuine leader as much as possible, you're not after just the rewards and recognition, but you're after how you did the job well. You're after how you impacted a situation or a certain team 
in your leadership. So if you're a genuine leader, you don't need to brag all the time sa mga works mo, sa mga achievements mo. For you, it's unnecessary kasi it all boils down to yourself. Self-satisfaction na you did a great job to yourself. At least, um, on your own self, you know that you did a great job. Um, you had integrity in doing your job. You did the right thing. And then, you did uh, you did your duties well as a leader. You had a positive impact on your people. That's why I, in, in Loni's book, he reiterated or he specified there that self-leadership really starts with you. In order to lead others, you, you must first start to lead yourself. It's okay that sometimes you don't, people don't recognize or you don't have rewards for your leadership as long as fulfilled ka sa self mo, satisfied ka in what you did, as long as you did a positive, um, you have a positive outcome, so it's all alright. So that's all. So how about you, Mr. Napada? As an employer, do you think that it's possible to grow the business if we apply the insight of Looney on recognition? You know, especially on how we are doing the business. We that one should have incentives, a form of that's a form of recognition, right? When doing a job well done. So do you think this is applicable? Okay, so so um for me, you know, the way I lead my team, I I believe that I believe that teams work together best in in positive environments. So I'm that type of leader who always looks out for the team and points out what's bad and I encourage them to do what is good. And you know, um having that positive encouragement or that um positive affirmation of what they're doing just you know motivates them to do things better and and to always stay on top and to always meet the um the standards of of the company now but then again there are a lot of people especially i'm that type of person who you know who would just do the job and i don't really mind if no one notices what i'm doing i don't really mind if if no one thanks me for something that i did for them or for the company but you have to understand if, if you're leading a team of people who have varying backgrounds who have varying um, emotional capacities there's always gonna be that person who needs as much validation as much as I don't um, of course you have there are boundaries that you have to set but generally generally especially based on my experience also if you you let them work in a positive environment when every where everyone is like discouraged from doing anything bad for for the group and and they're also recognized for the good deeds that they do it just produces like you know a, a, a more positive working environment and and it just leads to more um more goals being met uh so yeah we're all learning here right i invited the right people and we could really do a reality check about Uni's points and how we could actually apply it despite the modern system and stand of leadership as we know it. So leaders, before we end this episode, how do you think we can apply our reflection, Looney's challenge and redefinition of leadership as to where we are now as a restaurateur, as a cash management specialist, and as an administrative aide in the government sector 
Okay, so with response to that question, how we accept the challenge to change our view of leadership, it is stated in Looney's book that um, a typical leader is the one who's always on top, the one who's always on the spotlight. So, um, in his in Looney's book, he stated that um, the just wit built a company in which every employee was a leader. So, reiterating what I said earlier that in every moment, um, if there is an opportunity for you to to make an impact and be a leader, you grab it. So, um, in today's in today's world that change is the the thing that's really constant so we have to to upgrade our views we have to we have to also consider the situation we have to consider the people we are we are leading or we are we are engaging with so with so with regards to that we we really have to see things in a different perspective we have to accept change um we have to see potential in everything we have to learn from everyone and they have to also learn from us because in order to, to emerge as leaders, we really have to first start with ourselves so that we can, we will know what our views are, what our virtues are, what, what our culture is so that when, when there's an opportunity for us, na, it's time for us to lead na naman. So we can, we can adapt to that, we can adjust to the situation and we can lead effectively but of course we have to we have to while doing all of those we also have to stay on the ground kasi usually diba pag ganyan pag mas spotlight ka um, your 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 personality changes so while while doing that we also have to we have to still stick on our virtues para hindi naman ma-compromise yung ways natin on, be, on being an effective leader uh, what Loni was trying to explain from the first chapter of the book was that the Jesuits were the kind of leaders that had no particular uh, had no particular leadership style. However, Loni was the one um, who interpreted uh, what they did into some key points on what to remember or guidelines on what to follow in order to become a leader. So according to Loni, um, the Jesuits emerge from different circumstances at their lowest point in their lives that they emerge as a leader. Um, they overcame those challenges and be, uh, and that's what made them uh, the person that, that they were. And they had a very dynamic group. Um, they had different professions, different backgrounds. And I think that um, in a group of young leaders or in a group of leaders it's what made them fit to each other because from a different uh from different backgrounds each one contributed to another person a different perspective or a different view in life in which other groups of the members realized and just because um we had a conventional type of leadership it doesn't mean that we should stick to that kind of leadership uh, it's always unique to a one person. Um, I have a different kind of leadership. Jokai has a different kind of leadership. Pat, you have a different kind of leadership. And Camila as well has a different kind of relation, uh, a different kind of leadership. And that's what makes each person unique. And because we all have different backgrounds and we have to deal with different circumstances differently based on what we knew and based on 
our perspective. So, in dealing with um, today's challenges or the challenges that we face in our profession, I think that the kind of leadership that we should have is based on our backgrounds and based on what uh, what we learned in our previous challenges because each of those challenges has contributed to um, what we are now and I think or I know that because of those challenges we realize or we learn something from them and that would be the ones that who that are applicable in our situation because I cannot just simply copy Pat's kind of leadership. I cannot just copy Jokoy's kind of leadership. It has to be unique and it has to be your own. The Jesuits um, made their own brand of leadership without them even know knowing that they made that kind of leadership style. Okay, so so Pat, that question is really relevant, especially in, in these modern times when a lot of people still haven't let go of the you know traditional way of looking at leaders our common common conventions of what a leader should be and Laoni did not skimp on this part you know he even went as far as giving details of what the common conventions are when it comes to leadership and you know outside a few he said uh, usually people look at leaders as the persons in charge and a lot of people assume that leaders produce direct and immediate results and he even said that leaders are the ones who are expected to be in the middle of a defining moment but that kind of view towards leadership just you know encapsulates it or confines it into a small sphere that it excludes a lot of people in the surrounding a lot of people who have the potentials within themselves to be leaders but are not given the same opportunity to shine as the person in charge or they don't even get to live their lives to that point to have their own defining moment but within themselves they have these really small parts of their lives that if they live it well enough and full enough they can really realize that they have um, leadership potential within them and to cross that boundary to go outside the conventional belief of leadership and go to each person and believe that each of us have the capacity to lead is such a big challenge but you know to be able to respond to that challenge even to begin with the simple answer would be to be open enough you know for to change and to be accepting enough of what needs to be done uh, regarding leadership and, and what kind of leadership a situation you're in calls for because let me tell you this not all situations require the same type of leadership and with each group that you go with that you come in contact with with each company you lead things are going to change people's attitude change every company's culture changes and from one company to another the demand for leadership increases decreases it changes and similar to responding to Laoni's call for a different, more broader view of leadership, the answer to all of it is to be first self-aware that there's something that needs to be done within yourself and there has to be a part of you that is willing to welcome a new idea, a new way of looking at things. Because without that first step, it's going to be, it's going to be hard for you, for, for anyone even to be able to um, lead people in a certain way from, from one place to another. 
as great as the challenge may be, I believe and I think Launi does believe too that everyone can do it. You just have to look within yourself first to understand yourself better and to push yourself to the limit enough for you to be open enough and accepting of, of, of the things that you have to change in the way you look at leadership. Alright, I think that ends our episode. We're all being challenged, we're all learning, and we're all applying our reflection to our respective fields. If you want to grab a copy of Hero Week Leadership by Chris Loney, you can buy it online in Amazon, or you can buy it locally in national bookstores nationwide. Once again, I'm Pat May, your host for Leadership Library for tonight's episode. See you again!